Fuck movies. Next summer, nature's most terrifying creature takes on an all-new dimension in an all-new adventure. And for the first time, the terror of Jaws will not stop at the edge of the screen. Jaws 3D. The third dimension is terror. I'm guessing more people know about the terribleness of Jaws 4 than Jaws 3, because Jaws 3 is kind of forgettable. Yeah, like, there, there not, are instances... Not entirely, of, but... Yeah, there are instances of, like, just the technical aspects that are so monumentally mm. just half-assed and cheap that I can't believe uh, a, a studio, like, produced this, let alone let, one of the <laughs> to the best movie ever made. You let any of this footage out... Yeah. I mean, there's some images of the shark in this movie that are just embarrassing. And the weirdest thing is, this one's directed by the production designer on the first two movies. Yeah. So, like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we have many issues with Jaws 2, but, I mean, the production design, you know, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's on par with the first one. I mean, everything's I guess feels. other than the shark, the shark in Jaws 2 did not look good. Okay, yeah, the, the shark doesn't look good, but everything else Although, still feels like the same place. But the shark in, in Jaws 2 at least moved better. This one, when the shark, like, the shark doesn't even open and close its jaws, really. It's just its upper lip kind of flexes. <laughs> it's really bizarre that that was the, like, choice they made. Uh, well, hello. Welcome to the Waffle Press Movie Podcast. I am your host, Diego Crespo. Did we not start? I'm sorry. I was no, already no. going in on it. No, I, I just realized, like, oh, I should probably do the intro and then yeah. go do the intro for what the movie's about because mm -hmm. I, I like the concept for a B-Monster movie. I like it a lot. Uh, but, yeah, I'm Diego Crespo. With me today to help continue the Jaws retrospective is Matt Garingo. Matt, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. I just want a trip to SeaWorld. I hope they don't do horrible things to their animals in some documentary maybe exposed all that. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's a whole, whole... Actually, no, that totally ties in. That's Yeah, yeah this movie totally portrays SeaWorld as very irresponsible. <laughs> Which is surprisingly, I think, appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, best is, the best is... Uh, Dennis Quaid in this movie? That's who it is, right? Is it Dennis or Randy Quaid? It's Dennis Quaid, yeah. Okay, Dennis Quaid in this movie. He's like he's always talking about he's got this promotion to another marine place in Venezuela. But he also doesn't know that orcas aren't fish. He has to be corrected on this fact. So that's also a, it, but it's also a very accurate example of how bad the workers at SeaWorld are. <laughs> I got a promotion. Oh, that's that's uh, not that's not the right species, buddy. Yeah. He's like treated like he's this huge expert, but he doesn't like. But then at the same time, it's like they had two different characters where he was supposed to be like the everyman who doesn't know this stuff, but also be the scientist. So <laughs> they fucked it up. That sort of haphazard creativity that uh, kind of sinks this and another movie I want to bring up because they're really similar in their 
presentation, if not execution. They have very mm -hmm. similar ideas, uh, and I'll get into it in a second. But just a quick synopsis of Jaws 3. Uh, it's, it's a 3D movie based around shocking the audience with a uh, 3D shark attack stuff, which, which could be kind of cool, you know, for, for a B-Monster movie type thing. Like, did you ever watch uh, My Bloody Valentine in 3D? It was like No, a, I did not. Okay, the 3D on that movie is pretty good. The movie's whatever, but the 3D is pretty good. And, you know, if you're going to just make a generic horror movie that's going to fill up the box office for a couple weeks, I mean, why not at least get a little fun with it, you know? And it's kind of unfortunate that Jaws 3 doesn't even fit that bill. Yeah, no, the 3D in this is really reaching. <laughs> like, there's a part where they just zoom in on a reed that's kind of pointing at the camera, and they're like, 3D. <laughs> or uh, when Dennis Quaid shoots the harpoon, and it's directly, like, it's, it's not even framed, like, that well. It's just him in the center of the screen. He shoots down, and then you can tell, because I didn't, you don't watch it in 3D. No one watches it in 3D anymore because no one watches Jaws 3 unless they're talking about how bad it is. Yeah, uh, but you can tell like okay, that's supposed to come at you, but given like the trajectory, I can't imagine watching that on the big screen and seeing it come directly at you. It looks like it just kind of goes down. So yeah, it's, it's not like even set up well. There's no way ninety percent of these effects worked. Yeah, most of them are pretty bad. Um, and directors, I mean, only recently I would argue directors have really figured out how to actually shoot three D in like interesting ways and it took like completely changing the technology. I can't imagine going back to the day where it was the red and blue glasses and trying to watch this fucking thing. I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh I don't know how you feel about Avatar. I'm not I'm not the biggest fan. I don't hate it, but James Cameron pushed that technology forward in a big way and watching it on the big screen it did feel like like a legitimate uh, theatrical experience for all its bumps and bruises and flaws. Yeah, yeah, no, you felt like you were there. And uh, I saw Avatar on oxycodone, so <laughs> <laughs> I just gotten out of the hospital and was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> so that was that was a lot of fun. Um, I recommend that if you go to three D movies, see it on oxycodone and contribute to the opioid crisis in America. I, I can't condone that, but I won't. Stop yeah. You. Well, I want to point out one thing is that uh, I, I watched a supposedly HD version of this movie the other night. And I think the 3D fucked up any attempts to, like, make the movie truly HD because, like, it made half the shots blurry. Like, either the foreground or the, the background was blurry at times. And it was really, it was a really bizarre experience. So... So the 3D is fucked up even making the movie watchable today. <laughs> uh, I want to get into another movie that I think is very similar to, given the idea. Because I really like the idea of a theme park uh, and a monster is running loose around it. Another movie that did that recently is your favorite movie, Jurassic World. And mm. before we start talking fully about Jurassic World and comparing it to Jaws 3... Uh, I want to talk about regret <laughs> and redemption, hopefully, because when I first saw Jurassic World, I liked it quite a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, this the last like half hour, anyways. I'm I'm really into what the fuck, man. So 
when the dinosaurs are just doing dumb cartoon shit, I was I was totally into it. Uh, and I even wrote and published a, a positive review of it. And on rewatches, the stuff I like, I still kind of like. Everything else is is borderline incompetent. And no, it, it is incompetent. It and, is incompetent. And they, as a slasher movie, it's not even that thrilling. Just not. Well, a... I still like the idea of, of like a company, like like just fucking shit up, and like fucking up an entire community just because they want to profit off of like a monster and like oh this will attract people. Like Jaws three, there's a different situation. The, the shark just gets loose in the place. But I think that's such an idea, like a ripe idea for some sort of like horror satire movie that hasn't really been nailed yet. So I want people to keep trying it. I just don't want it. <laughs> I don't recommend. Well, isn't that it? Doesn't that movie already exist? And it's called Jurassic Park. Yeah, I mean, but, I get I the mean, park isn't fully open in Jurassic Park, but that's basically. Well, Jurassic Park's not dumb. I mean, a movie that's kind of dumb along the way. Jurassic Park is is legitimately genius, and it's a yeah. very very high bar. Well, uh, for comparison, I walked out of Jurassic World with like thirty minutes left in it. I couldn't watch it anymore. It's it it is truly one of the worst film going experiences of my adult life. So I don't know what the fuck you people saw in it, <laughs> even like drunk. But I had like all these fucking friends were like, "No, it's actually good." And I never text during a movie, but during Jurassic World, I had to text my friend and just went like, "When does this get good?" <laughs> and it never did. It never did. Ugh. And they're both shot really flat. There's yeah. No, there's nothing striking about any of the imagery, but just just the way the the picture feels. It doesn't feel like you're watching a movie. It feels like you're watching a B-roll footage more than anything. Yeah, really. And I, I don't. It's I don't honestly debatable movies. as to which movie's better visually. Um, I mean, they're they're basically on par, which I'll, is shocking. I would say Jurassic World for like a few moments in the finale that are at least. Yeah, when the special effects team took over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Special effects artists who get no credit and are underpaid mm-hmm. make the Both most guys. dynamic shots in some action movies these days. And then they get criticized because the movie's so poorly plotted that when it gets to the big dumb action scene at the end, everyone goes stupid special effects instead of stupid director, writer, and studio head. <laughs> Fuck movies. Uh, so what do you think happened with Jaws 3, or Jaws 3D, well, as it were? Well, do you know that it originally was supposed to be a comedy? That, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, uh, actually, here, finish up, but that ties back into the Jurassic World thing, because there's a really uh, consistent defense I've heard about it, where if people compare it to, like, a Joe Dante-type movie. Oh, fuck those people. <laughs> Jesus Christ, how dare you? <laughs> What the fuck? If someone said that to me, I would beat them to death with whatever I had at hand. Good lord. Fucking people. (laughs) Joe Dante made some of the best fucking 80s films ever. 
God damn it. What the fuck? Okay, well, well before I go back into that, uh, w- w- it was going to be a comedy. Yeah, yes, yes. And actually, I think Joe Dante was supposed to direct it at one point. Whoa. Um, well, Joe Dante did Piranha, which is kind of a comedic version of Jaws. Like, there's a, lot of hu- there's a lot of Joe Dante humor in it, even though it's more of a horror film. Um, and uh, they got they, Animal House was a big hit. And so they contacted National Lampoon to help try and write a Jaws 3. And it was going to be called Jaws 3 People Zero. And I mean, like, there's hope that it could have been really good, like a really funny, like, kind of parody of Jaws and, like, this, what it spawned. But, like, there's also, like, dozens of National Lampoon movies that we don't remember. <laughs> like, there's, you know, there's Animal House and Vacation, and that's kind of it. So, who knows? Um, the, the producers of the original Jaws wanted to do the comedy. And then the studio head said no. It, well, actually, it's the, there's debate as to who shut it down. It was either the studio felt that doing a comedy would kill franchise potential or Spielberg was insulted by the notion of a comedy, and so he kind of just played his hand and shut it down. Um, but I don't, think, I don't think the Spielberg part's true. I know Spielberg plays a role later in this franchise's history, but we'll get to that. Um, so yeah, there was a com- it was a comedy at one point. Uh, that didn't pan out. They then brought in Richard Matheson of all people to write the script um, to be set at SeaWorld. And uh, Richard Matheson, uh, I think it's actually a quote from him where he said that they changed the script and made it really dumb. But even his original version was really dumb. <laughs> because the studio was making all sorts of demands. And Richard Matheson, for people who don't know, don't know, he wrote the book I Am Legend. He wrote some of the best Twilight Zone episodes. He wrote Duel. Um, he's a great short story writer and screenwriter. Yeah, I, um, I Am Legend is actually my favorite book. So I'm, I, oh, I yeah, didn't that's know a, some of this. Mm-hmm. This is super exciting to me. Yeah, Richard Matheson, I Am Legend's a great fucking book. If you only know the Will Smith movie, please read the book. Um, but uh, he was forced to write a role that was exclusively for Mickey Rooney. <laughs> and then Mickey Rooney dropped out, and so the role, so the role was entirely pointless, because it was like literally just written for Mickey Rooney. <laughs> um, at some point, his script got rewritten by Carl Gottlieb, who did the first script and the second script. And they, I guess they just kept bringing him back every time they had script trouble. Um, and I, I guess it was rewritten by a lot of people. Richard Madison says that his, the movie barely resembles his original script. So that's a bit of the production history. It doesn't seem as troubled as Jaws 2. No, well, that's partly because, I mean... Part of the reason for setting this movie in SeaWorld was that they wanted an easier-to-control location. Because they basically ran into all the same problems with the mechanical shark on Jaws 2 that they did in Jaws 1. And so the studio was like, fuck it, don't film in the ocean anymore. <laughs> like, let's find a place where we can, you know, control the water. So it's like, hey, SeaWorld wants to do a promotional tie-in for some reason. <laughs> let's set it there. Oh... It's it is a fun 
I, I still stick to the the fun B movie like setup, but my God, the movie doesn't deliver on it like at all. Well, one of the big anchors holding this film down, which Ethan Richard Matheson commented on, was that the studio forced the in- the inclusion of the Brody children, which doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, why are they related? To you know, like, why do they feel the need to connect it to the original films like that? Like, there's one line in this where he mentions that his father <laughs> dealt with a shark, and that's about it. And Sean kind of has a, has a fear of the water, which is also completely contradicted by the next movie. But uh, uh, we'll get to that. It's uh, it is absurdly terrible in Jaws four. And it is it is completely unnecessary in this one. It is it's not like it would have made it much better if it had just been like a standalone side story. Like if this was mm-hmm. Jaws' Tokyo Drift, you know, or like yeah, no one else is in it except for Vin Diesel at the end. And it's just a standalone yeah. movie. People uh, dif- uh, differ on how they feel about it, but you know, it did its own thing. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if the slasher movie craze was in full swing by then. I assume it was. Um, but this movie clearly didn't take any inspiration from slasher films. Because there's a low body count and we don't see too much violence. Mm-hmm. Um, which is all that... Mo- this movie really just needed to have a bunch of cool shark kills. Which I guess you can only do a couple, really, with sharks. I mean, it, like, bites people. <laughs> like... You can only kind of dance around that a little bit. I mean, you gotta but, you gotta do the deep blue sea thing, where like, yeah, it just bites a couple people, but you, you do it in really creative ways, and you change up the setting consistently. Yeah, and you kill Sam Jackson out of nowhere. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> Which is the greatest thing ever. But uh, yeah, they just they didn't they didn't take advantage. Like the Sea World thing is almost incidental, other than you have you know kind of Louis Gossett Jr. Being all like, I won't call, like, but there's it, like he's supposed to kind of be like the Mayor Vaughn character, but he's kind of just an asshole. Like he's not, he doesn't do too much to circumvent what they're doing. There's a little bit, but not a ton. It, everything just kind of happens. The shark just winds up here, and yeah. that's that's not scary. That's not a scary setup, mm-hmm. and it's not an exciting one either. It's just, oh, <laughs> whoops. Mm-hmm. And there's no cosmic irony to it or anything like that. There's nothing. There's literally nothing to it. Well, the weirdest thing about this, honestly, is that there's like this whole plot cul-de-sac of they capture a baby great white that they think is the great white. And then they put it in a tank and then it dies. And then they go like, oh, no, that was only the baby. Its mother is actually the real shark. But that really doesn't add anything to the film. Like you could have cut all that. Like, is is it trying to imply that jaw that the the shark in this film? I almost called the shark Jaws, like that was its name, which I do often. Um, but is it trying to imply the shark is like vengeful? Because it really doesn't play that up at all. Like it's just there, and it just happened to have a baby. Also, great white sharks aren't known as being great parents. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure they'll eat their young if they stay around them too long. Fuck. So, fuck this movie. Um, not really. I mean, there's moments in it that are, like, laughably... 
it's mostly entertaining just if you're watching it with friends and you're constantly heckling it. <laughs> because the decisions characters make are comical. And then, like, SeaWorld is just presented in, like, the worst light imaginable. Like, they let an animal die on their watch. And, I mean, we wouldn't realize until years later that that's actually how SeaWorld operates. But, I mean, to imagine this is, a, like, to imagine that a major studio got SeaWorld to, like, sign off on this and, like, their logos are everywhere. And then they're portrayed as, like, a horrible company that puts all their guests in danger. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't happen today. You don't see that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what was the mentality behind that? Other than like, oh, we have sharks exhibits, and then Jaws is a popular series. Like, is that? Like, I I, that I I literally think that's it. Like, SeaWorld was just like, hey, you can promote our parks, and like, you know, there's a morbid fascination with sharks that Jaws spawned. So they're probably like, you know, I mean, fuck, Shark Week is entirely a product of Jaws. Like, people wouldn't be as infatuated with sharks if the Jaws franchise didn't exist. Like, maybe a little bit, but not enough for a whole week. <laughs> and the thing is, the movie doesn't even do anything with, like... You could, you could do this whole subsection about them trying to capture the shark for scientific purposes. I mean, like, it's, it's kind of there when they're well, trying to catch it, but not, not really. Well, if, if these people were actually marine experts, they would know that you can't keep a great white shark in captivity. They They're don't. Not. They die. <laughs> Which is what happens in the movie. So someone on the set knew. But <laughs> apparently none of the, none of the uh, characters that are supposed to be experts knew. Kind of like how in Jurassic World, where they just tell you everyone is like really good at what they do. But then you see them, and then you hear them, and it's like the opposite of of them being like professional at their jobs. Yeah. God, every time you mention Jurassic World, I just like sink. Like you don't you don't think it's too similar to Jaws three? No, I do. I just don't like thinking about Jurassic World. Oh, okay. I'll keep bringing it up then. The movie is fucking terrible, man. Chris Pratt or Dennis Quaid's characters? I don't remember either of the names. And I know one um, of them's a Brody kid. I don't remember. Dennis Quaid, because at least Chris Pratt wasn't like sexist towards. I mean, at least Dennis Quaid isn't sexist towards anyone. Yeah, that's true. That I remember. I mean, he might have been a little bit, but he's got a coworker. He's got a female coworker that he's in love with, and he treats her as an equal. There you go. So there's one scene where he's all like, "Like, you shouldn't look at this body. It's too, you know, it'll be too shocking for you in kind of like a paternally sexist way, but that's kind of a gag on him because then he almost throws up. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh my which, God. you know, makes this, this movie's more progressive than Jurassic World, which is shocking. Uh, his reaction to that, like, it is so set up to be a comedy, but it's yeah. not, like, appropriate at all. So his reaction's so over the top. It's like an old episode of, like, The Gunslinger or something, like when someone gets shot. Yeah, and they like <laughs> fall back like a certain amount of times. Mm. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> but also the body looks goofy too. Yeah, it, like, looks, it, like, it looks like something out of Life Force. Yeah, I mean, it it looks like literally you could buy it at like a co- like a funny costume shop with like <laughs> horror stuff, and they put bugs in its mouth to kind of make it somewhat gross, but it still just looks like a dummy with bugs on it. <laughs> 
And how did bugs get in it? It was in the water. I feel like the people <laughs> behind the uh, the production of this movie weren't. I don't want to call them like idiots, or I I think they didn't realize that crabs and like underwater life are not the same as like above water wildlife. Yeah, I don't think <laughs> anyone knew anything making this film. Oh, those poor people. I want to talk about uh, the Australian guy, who's like a documentarian, I think. I'm a little confused about his character. Like, I thought he was a hunter, but he's a doc. I think he's just a documentarian. And the other people kind of look down on him because they're like, oh, he's, you know, famous. But that's really it. Like, he never does anything awful. Like, he tries to use explosives at one point, but that's about it. And, he- and once they tell him don't use it, he goes like, okay. And that that eventually gets him killed later in the film, so. But uh, the Australian guy is played by uh, the actor who played Manimal on the show Manimal. (laughs) Which was a show about a detective who could turn into animals. It lasted about seven episodes. Is that a recommendation? Yes. (laughs) Um, Because Manimal had some hysterical moments in it. Um... One of which is that he turns into a shark at one point. Hey. And the episode ends with like this billionaire. I think this is what happens. Like a billionaire thinks he like got away with a crime. And then like some proto Jaws music starts playing. <laughs> and then you see the fin coming at the guy. And then it just, he's like screams. And then that ends, which implies Manimal ate a guy. And also, but also that he somehow snuck into the pool as a shark. Which means he either snuck in as a human, then turned into a shark, or turned into a shark outside of the pool and then snuck in. I just felt like pointing that out. Uh, what about a Manimal versus Jaws spinoff? Oh, fuck yeah. That's where this franchise should have gone. <laughs> had Manimal been, rec- <laughs> been recognized as the classic as it should have been in its day, that's, that's what we would have. <laughs> the Manimal Cinematic Universe. You know what? Sure, that sounds less weird than Jaws the Revenge. Yeah. Uh, and still, uh, there's two sharks in this movie, and still not a deep blue sea situation where there's a bunch of sharks fucking shit up around a bunch of different characters. Yeah, I bet that's a product of just them not wanting to build a ton of different sharks. <sighs> Lazy motherfuckers. Yeah. All right, so this is what happens when you get cheap with your $100 million franchise. You probably could have kept it going for a little bit longer, but nope. It's like, is it so hard? Like, nowadays there need to be more, like, action-packed shark movies. Uh, I saw 47 Meters Down. I forget if I brought it up on the other episode. Um, no, you did not. Okay. Uh, and it sucks, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of sharks in the movie. But it sucks. Oh. So I, I need a movie to just meet me halfway. Just please. Well, you know that inevitably they're going to try and remake Jaws. I feel like they'll just reboot it instead. They're going to do don't the know. thing. I don't know. Um, I hope not. Uh, I, I mean, either like... option is terrible. 
Oh yeah, totally. But I feel they're going to do that because Spielberg feels like, uh, he feels like the Holy grail of populist filmmaking almost Mm -hmm. where like everyone knows who he is or what movies he's made. You know, like he's one of the most common place, uh, filmmakers, like just in a general sense of like American households or like internationally, it's like, Everyone knows Jurassic Park. Everyone knows of Jaws. Like they well, feel like they can't be touched, almost. Yeah, but they touched Jurassic Park with a reboot, though. Um, it, yeah, but still, know. I'm just saying. I, I feel like we'll talk about Spielberg's influence on the future of Jaws in the next episode because there's some interesting details um, to that. But I just know there's some someone's waiting. They're waiting to do Jaws again. And there was rumors they were going to do it. Remember when Piranha 3D came out? Oh, yeah. And uh, there was rumors they were going to do... A, they started talking about another Jaws movie then, but it was going to be more of a comedy. And Tracy Morgan was going to be in it. I just got a flashback to, like, 30 Rock. When, <laughs> um, uh, the fart machine gag. Oh, no. Yeah. It's farting! It's funny. Go watch 30 Rock, everyone. Yeah. It's not the, the most clever joke I just referenced, but stick with it. Yeah, there's some brilliant episodes of 30 Rock mixed in with some not brilliant episodes, but whatever. Yeah, it's like the Tina Fey syndrome. Like some stuff is like really nuanced and complex, and other stuff is like millennials suck. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, back to Jaws 3. Yes, back to Jaws 3D. Um, there's dolphins in this movie. Yes, but, there are dolphins. Yeah, and they like there's this whole thing about like them they're always trying to like warn people. <laughs> like they won't go in the they won't go out into the lagoon. Which I didn't know SeaWorld did that. I didn't know SeaWorld just let their animals out into a lagoon. Like away from their cages. Like but whatever. Um, and like, they're like, they're always signaling them until like people realize there's a shark and then they disappear for a lot of the film and then they just show up at the end. Like we're supposed to be happy. Uh, oh, and there's a chase sequence where they, they rescue, uh, some of the characters on their backs. Yeah. Which is not thrilling. There's a really goofy effect where the shark rams into a cage. And it just looks so stupid, like it just ran into the wall. <laughs> it's like, duh. Like, <laughs> well, speaking of stupid-looking stuff, um, the shark. I want to go back to how bad it looks because, mm-hmm. to me, this shot is iconically terrible. Where it's uh, it's at the end of the movie, and I, I don't remember if I do it twice because I was drinking on this rewatch for this one. Um, <laughs> Where the shark comes at the screen and it is clearly just one of those really, really shitty CG composite shots, platter or yeah. something else. And they kind of try to make it look bigger as it comes along. And then they kind of open its mouth a little bit to make it look not like still, but it, mm-hmm. it looks fucking terrible. Yeah. And then um, it, it's the glass shatters, it, it crashes yeah. through a giant glass. But there's there's no like determining from that point of view where the glass starts because it's just like yeah. a wide shot of the shark getting closer, mm. and then when the glass shatters. It looks so bad. 
Yeah. Well, it's supposed to be, you know, it's supposed to look like the shark is coming into the theater. And in the scene where it's attacking an underwater facility that I guess SeaWorld has. I didn't realize they had these underwater laboratories. Like, well, that seems so unnecessary. Wouldn't you put your control room above water? But whatever. Um, but yeah, and it, like they slowed, like the whole scene goes into slow motion. Like they clearly thought this was going to shock people. Like, it's like you're fucking, make the scene feel more important with your Zack Snyder slowdown. <laughs> oh, no. The, the, uh, the slow-mo here is, it, it, it's so choppy. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? At least Zack Snyder can, like, compose slow-mo well. It's useless. Mm -hmm. But you know what? He knows how to, to fucking film it. Yeah, at least there's, like, motion. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not just people staring and then kind of getting up from their chairs and screaming. Uh, uh, stupid. Stupid-ass movie. Also, like, there's this room, like, full of people. And, well, the black guy is the only guy killed. <laughs> and who's also the only helpful person in that control room. But this is not, first of all, like, Louis Gossett Jr. is in this movie who's, like, the ass. Like, he's, like, the bad guy, kind of. And he doesn't get killed by the shark, but this other, like, maintenance worker does. And then at the end, and then, you know, th this immediately leads into the end of the movie where we are all concerned about whether or not these dolphins lived, but there's a one throwaway line about Louis Gossett Jr. and this other woman, like, living, which we don't see. For all we know, they drowned. I feel like they did, and that was, like, added later to, like, make sure the audience wasn't sad, I guess. After the first movie, the, the mentality behind the kills gets really iffy. As in the last one, it has that really mean-spirited kill. It's a good kill, but it's really, it's it's too much. It's too harsh. Yeah. And then here, kill off all the wrong people. Yeah, like everyone who dies, like there's you know the guy who fucking worked after hours, even though he wasn't supposed to. Like that's his sin, <laughs> is that he just kind of worked off hours. Well, I'm saying the only two people who die that, like, you could maybe argue deserve it are, like, the two criminals that are breaking into the park. Which is never brought up again. It just, it's literally just a scene that'll just add more deaths to the film. Uh, and much like Jurassic World, <sighs> the, the ideas behind the deaths are absurdly incompetent and, and ass-backwards. Like, uh, I, I don't know if Trevorrow said this specifically, but I remember hearing that Oh yeah, you you expect to see the villain get the gruesome death, so we cut away from that. You don't expect to see an innocent person get tortured for like five minutes on the way to like getting eaten whole. Yeah, and I'm just like, what the fuck kind of? <laughs> who says that? What? Who hurt you? It, it it's too much. And well, it's, it's a guy who thinks he's being clever, <laughs> but he just isn't. I mean, that's basically it. Fuck movies. Fuck everything. <laughs> I want to point out back to Jaws 3D, which is what we're supposed to be talking about. Oh, yeah, shit. Um, that uh, they mentioned in this movie that this shark is 35 feet long, which is 10 feet longer than the shark in Jaws. <laughs> 
And no great white has ever even come close to 35 feet long. So there's something for you. Like, that's their way of making the shark more intimidating. Yeah. I mean, the whole... It's just bigger. The whole movie is, is that, where it's like, they'll show you one thing. They'll tell you, like, oh, this is, this is what's really happening. Or, oh, these people are the real deal at their jobs. They're the real professionals. But then they act like morons. Yeah. Oh, the shark's really huge, and it's really scary because it's so big. It's basically half a megalodon, uh, and then it's just, like, not scary at all. And it's just these weird cutouts that they keep cutting to. Or terrible stock footage. Oh, the worst. Of a fully grown great white that's supposed to be a baby great white. But whatever. Also, this movie doesn't seem to understand how sharks eat. Um, because uh, our fa- the Australian guy, his gruesome death is... He gets trapped by the... Like, he gets trapped in a cage with the shark. And... It comes after him, and it literally, he somehow ends up completely in the shark's mouth. And it starts biting down on him, but the teeth don't bite into him. It's just like the, the tops and bottoms of the mouth kind of coming down on top of him. Like implying that he's crushed to death, but that's not how a shark eats. And then somehow his hand remains stuck in the shark's jaws with a grenade in it. Oh my and that's how the people kill it in the end. Well, not just that. They have to maneuver, like, a 10-foot-long pole into the mouth of the shark and pull the pin. Yeah. And then swim away to safety. And also, the shark eats another person in between, so that didn't knock any of the other body parts loose, I guess. Oh, and then when the shark blows up and it's just the most half-assed 3D effect ever. Yeah, the jaws you- come... Get it? Jaws! <laughs> so stupid. Fucking it's like little chunks, but they don't. They don't even fly like directly at the screen. It's like they kind of fly around the yeah. center of the screen. And then the two, the two jaws bits just hang there. Yeah. It's like hey. It's and there's like a half a second shot of the shark trying to get into this control room that's stop motion. I think it's the only stop motion in this movie. And that looks better than all the other effects. But it's only like two seconds. Oh, what the fuck. So, there you go. Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a terrible movie, but it's not like... It doesn't make anyone angry. It's just like, yeah, you fucked up, kid. Yeah, none of these really make me angry, because they really just shouldn't exist. (laughs) I mean, there's no point, but they also don't, like, go back and, like, rewrite the history of Jaws in any way. Uh, well, Jaws 4 has things that make me very unhappy. Jaws 4 introduces all this weird shit <laughs> that we'll get into, but, like, the, the only character it could have, it, the character it comes closest to ruining isn't even in the film, and that helps the, helps it, so we'll get to that. Um, on the last episode, we were talking about how the, the original idea for Jaws 2 was that Quint and Brody's kids were going to hunt a shark together mm-hmm. or something or other. And uh, you mentioned that, like, oh, yeah, monster movies do this all the time. They'll cut ahead, like, 15 years, and they'll follow, like, characters through this, yada, yada, and there'll be a big time jump. Yeah. That's, that's basically what happens in Jaws 3. 
Just with yeah. Well, Rudy. well, between all these movies, the kids age way too quickly. <laughs> like, even between Jaws 1 and 2, the kids are much older mm-hmm. in the second one, and it's only, like, three years later. So, I don't know. It's just, it's bizarre. I, don't, I just don't get the idea why they kept feeling like they needed to include these fucking kids. <laughs> well, the, the Brodies are such great characters. I, I could see why they think people go to the, the Jaws movies for the, for the characters. I mean, you go to, you go to Jaws because everything about it is, is so like, perfectly handled. Yeah. Uh, but not everyone's a Spielberg and that clearly shows in the sequels. So. Oh yeah. It's so weird. Just focus. Do standalone Jaws movies. They should have done like just, standalone little horror movies. You just take it to different locations with completely original characters and make them fucking more interesting than these fuckers. Like the the whole first half of this movie is front loaded with scenes of like these characters just hanging out. And it's supposed to like make them rounded characters, I guess, but it's just boring. Because it's filmed in the we brought this up in Jaws too, of course, uh, a really flat like TV style look, like shot reverse shot. Uh, yeah. the, they don't tell you anything about the characters, even down to the dialogue. You're not learning anything about anyone, especially nothing that impacts the rest of the movie. Mm. We only learn that Sean is kind of afraid of the water, understandably, because in Jaws 2, he saw that woman eaten alive right in front of him. <laughs> um, yeah, that might, that might have impacted him negatively. Yeah, and, and his girlfriend, who, he's a gr- who he has for like two minutes in this movie, who's like a performer at SeaWorld. I think they were trying to set her up to be like, you know, like, pardon my language, but the slutty character... Like, you know, that gets her comeuppance in, like, these shitty slasher movies. Oh, yeah, where if you have sex, sinner, so you die. But for one, she only gets slightly injured. And two, like, the most radical thing she does is ride bumper boats. And they make out in the park when it's closed. They're kind of, like, not totally naked, but they're a little naked in a closed park. And that's about it. Like, she suggests... Yeah, she suggests going on the bumper boats, and it's like, bumper boats? This woman's crazy. (laughs) It's so weird. Like, fuck, everyone's done bumper boats. If you've been to a fucking shitty state fair, you've been on some bumper boats. That's fucking ridiculous. Oh, okay, this is what I wanted to bring up. Uh, There's a sequence when the Jaws, or with a shark, whatever the fuck. When the Jaws. (laughs) Gets into the park, and... uh, We should just... we should just call the shark Jaws. Yeah. Yeah. Every shark in every Jaws movie is just Jaws again. Yeah. Uh, they're going through these, these routines on the water, these jet ski things, and they're, they're putting on the show, and then a shark gets in there. The shark. And no one dies. Yeah. Not a single person dies. And not a single performer ever get, gets it. Mm-hmm. You know, they're constantly showing them in danger. There's a lot of, like, bullshit moments where we, like, they don't realize they're in danger, but we see from the shark's point of view, which is trying to do, you know, what the Jaws films did and just failing. 
But, yeah, maybe that was a stipulation from SeaWorld. Like, you can't show any of her employees get hurt on the job. Then cut to the Australian guy getting eaten by the fucking shark. Yeah, well, he, but he wasn't an employee. He was just a documentarian. No, no, guess... yeah. Like, the, the death is still bad. It's like, okay, not our employees, though. Anyone else can go, like, however. Yeah. <laughs> or the maintenance worker, I guess. <laughs> to, to, so I guess with your blue collar... You can fucking fuck off and die. Um, I also want to talk about the Undersea Kingdom subplot in this movie. Where there's like all these underwater... T- which is, again, like a good setup for something uh, that Deep Blue Sea would kind of take advantage of a little later, yeah. where they're actually underwater. Fuck yeah. Um, you know, it's... It's more elaborate than any fucking marine exhibit I've ever seen, though. There's, like, tentacles that come out and grab people and shit. understand why. And they have, like, a mermaid sitting out. Like, you can totally see SeaWorld's influence, because, like, there's a woman dressed as a mermaid out front being like, welcome to the Undersea Kingdom. It's almost like an Adam Sandler movie. (laughs) Where they'll just be like, welcome to the Carnival Cruise. And then just show the cruise for, like, two minutes. But Jaws rams rams the tunnels and floods it a little bit. Also, there's a father in that scene who is in, like, a red shirt with overalls. And he looks so fucking dumb, I don't know why they let, like, he's in the frame. <laughs> like, he's distractingly stupid looking. And he's not an employee. Like, I mean, one thing if he was an employee, but he's just, like, a parent that's there with his kid. Anyway, they all get trapped. <laughs> I, I was so distracted by the overalls guy. Um, they all get trapped, and then it becomes like a race against time to like get these people out. And I guess that sets up the climax of the film, which is that we have to trap the shark, but then that doesn't really work. But Man. they weld something to the side of the tunnels, and it lets all the water out. <laughs> thrilling. Absolutely thrilling. Yeah. It's also thrilling when there's characters that we don't know or care about trapped in these tunnels. Hell yeah. Fuck, I would have just rather seen them all die. <laughs> like go fucking Poseidon adventure and just kill everyone. <laughs> just it would've, that would have been better. But I guess SeaWorld also doesn't want to show that. Oh yeah, this futuristic exhibit that we want to start premiering. Oh, everyone also dies yeah. there though. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Just show the bumper boats more. <laughs> <laughs> no one will get mad if we show the bumper boats fucking up. I'm just going like to go back to this fucking... I'm so... The one part that like actively frustrates me is just that the, the shark doesn't kill any of their performers. And it's yeah. like, it's another perfect sequence to just like add a bunch of more sharks. And then just start killing yeah. everyone. Could have been... been Could have been actually entertaining. Yeah. I mean, the problem with this movie is that it looks like it looks like an educational video most of the time. Like, it's really, there's nothing dynamic about any of the shots in this movie. Uh, it looks like sh- shit. <laughs> I mean, it, it kind of makes sense. I mean, I don't want to shit on Joe Alves too much because I think he's still alive. <laughs> I don't want him somehow finding this. Um, and because, I mean, he's got a great history with Jaws. He did a lot of this work on the shark that didn't work. 
So maybe I should criticize him more, but he always seems like a nice guy in interviews. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he did. He just wasn't. He was a. T, he did TV work, but you, you know that doesn't translate to a movie, unless you're Steven Spielberg, I guess. There are a lot of good TV. Now we're seeing it more with TV directors jumping the film because TV's now actually gotten really good. But back in the day, I mean. Even if you watch like Spielberg's TV work, it's still very television. There's only a like a hint at Spielberg and all that shit. Because mm-hmm. television just wasn't that complicated then. Because it wasn't meant to be. It was about just getting this shit shot as quickly as possible. Oh, you know who had a cool like uh, reverse of that when they went from film to television? Or I don't know if they they started in film to television. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, fuck. Who's the guy who did all the Lost season finales? Oh, I don't know that shit. Oh, no, no. He, he's such a good TV director. And the only movie I think he made was uh, Child's Play 3. Yeah. Ooh. Which has yeah, some, you, some interesting visual stuff. But it's yeah, You know what? Child's Play 3 is a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, it is. And It uh, might be the weakest Child's Play movie, but... but yeah, it, it, it's a good time. And yeah. that guy fucking owns with his TV work. But hey, good for him. He should have done a Jaws movie. No. <laughs> well, okay. I mean, like, put him on this. At least we work. Put visually. anyone who has skill on this. <laughs> I mean, that's, the pro- that's really the problem with all of these Jaws sequels, is that they got directors that really just weren't skilled. And they got people who could like try and imitate Spielberg, but you, if you're not Spielberg, you can't do it. I mean, that always sounds like a dick thing to say, but it's just kind of true. <laughs> like, unless you're Steven Spielberg, don't try and be Steven fucking Spielberg. You're not Steven Spielberg, Colin <laughs> Trevorrow. Well, I think Book of Henry will surprise you. I'm hoping like Spielberg pushes Colin Trevorrow off a cliff. Wow. That he's just so insulted, but Spielberg likes making money, so. Uh, have you heard that theory that, it, it's totally not true, but, like, uh, Spielberg is, all, he's recruiting all the people uh, that, like, are trying to, like, ape his style under his wing, like, people like J.J. Abrams, although Abrams mm-hmm. kind of got away from it and totally doing his own thing. Um, he's trying to, like, get them all under his wing and is, like, sabotaging them from doing anything, like, noteworthy. Well, I made that joke. Oh, was that you? Oh, fuck. A couple years ago, I made that joke about, like, how many next Spielbergs has Spielberg lived through? Oh, okay. Well, no, then I didn't hear that from you, but still. Well, well, what happened was I posted that, and then it started that conversation of, like, you know, he's just getting getting behind uh, JJ just so he can stab him in the back. (laughs) I think I made the joke because I saw that old time cover of M. Night Shyamalan where it said the next Spielberg, question mark. Oh my god, yeah. And it was like literally right before he started sabotaging his own career. <laughs> so, so yeah, like there's been a ton of, I mean, Rennie Harlan at one point was called the next Spielberg. What? And, it, and, and you know what? And Spielberg had a meeting with him, so that might have <laughs> Spielberg met with him, so maybe Spielberg did sabotage him. Maybe Spielberg's got like some magic powers, he can just curse everyone. <laughs> Curse all the next Spielbergs. Yeah, like a blood ritual and everything. Yeah. <sighs> well, I mean, what else is there to say about Jaws 3? I, I don't really have anything else other than 
the final shot is hilarious and the shark exploding is still the shark exploding, but yeah, funnier this time. Yeah, there's not really much. Uh, if you're going to watch this movie, watch it with friends. And yes. Just heckle it. <laughs> that's really the only way you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. Terrible, but not, not offensively terrible. Just like, man, what happened here? Like, <laughs> and then just, just look at the quality, like even down to the way like everything looks, mm. how much worse it goes. Jaws, Jaws 2, okay, whatever. It looks kind of boring, but mm. from that to this, like even the film quality feels, there's a cheapness to it, but it's more yeah. expensive than the previous two. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I mean, like this is this this really does look like a TV movie. Like from that era. I mean, and then Jaws 4, I mean, holy shit. It's kind of unbelievable. But uh, we'll we'll get into that. I will say there's a AMC released like a uh an upgraded version, like an HD version of that. And that was the first version of that I saw. Mm-hmm. And it looks pretty good. I mean, it makes everything that, like, production-wise that's shitty look shittier. Mm-hmm. But just the, the quality of it looked nicer. I didn't realize <laughs> the, the original version looked fucking awful. Oh, yeah. But the, the, the cleaner versions also make it pretty clear that they're shooting in a water tank. Oh, yeah. I mean, like with a painted sky. We'll get to that. It's gonna be, it's gonna no, be a that, fun ride. That one I could talk about Jaws four for a long ass time. Two and three, I, I have I struggled a little bit. Yeah, yeah we're pa- we're kind of just passing through it because we got to. But we're getting the Jaws. <laughs> we're getting the Jaws: The Revenge, which is an unbelievable film <laughs> <laughs> with the best tagline ever. Yeah, this time it's personal. Oh yeah. Um, all right, this is, I'm going to spitball this. Um, if you had someone, they're not remaking Jaws, but they're remaking Jaws 3D. What creative vision do you trap in this hellhole? Um, well, I would, I would definitely make it a comedy and I would get Joe Dante. Fuck it. I mean, that's about it. Or, you know, who might've been good John Landis. Although John Landis did another third film. He did Beverly Hills Cop 3, which was also set in an amusement park. So maybe I'm wrong on that. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that movie. (laughs) Oh, no. Beverly Hills Cop versus Jaws. Axel Foley. But then it segues into the Jaws theme. He's putting a banana... In the oxygen tank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. Last thoughts on Jaws 3. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck, fuck Jaws 3. But it's, it's, not a, it's not a hateful fuck. It's just like... You, you could have done... You could have done fun. Unless you're a completist, you don't need to see it. Yeah. Even if you're a monster movie fan, it's not really one to seek out. Hey, you're better off with Jurassic World, am I right? Am I right, Matt? Thanks, everyone. I'm about to murder Diego. <laughs> uh, before you do that, Matt, where can the people find you? Find me at Emperor OTN or on the local news for murder. 
Uh, you can find me on Twitter at D-E-W-G-O Waffles, President Diego. Uh, check out the latest episodes of the Waffle Press Podcast, Real Film Chatter. Um, check out some writing I've done. By the time this is up, there'll be a bunch of pieces I did for Spider-Man and Spider-Man Homecoming, or at least in honor of the movie's release. Uh, I didn't get to go to another screening of it. I'm not upset about that at all. You think they heard you talking shit about yeah. the other ones? <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, subscribe if you like this video. If you didn't like, like, subscribe anyways, because you might find something you do like. Wrapping up our Jaws retrospective for Shark Week at the time of release. Tomorrow for Jaws, The Revenge. Basically, in many ways, my second favorite Jaws movie to talk about. Yeah, in a Definitely way. Definitely not in quality. But. This time, it's personal. In 1975, he became Hollywood's biggest star. And in 1978, just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, he resurfaced. This summer, for the first time, the terror of Jaws will not stop at the edge of the screen. The all-new Jaws 3D, rated PG. Now playing at a theater near you.